It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and
cool. I, I stayed in Louisville, but my nephew, my 10-year-old nephew, his father and all the men in that family went. I'm excited for him to come back so he can tell me how it was, even though he may not understand the magnitude. Um, right. He can give me the 10-year-old insight, so I am excited for him to come back. And you are in the home state of our vice president, correct? That is correct. And Little and Delaware is getting some action because of Vice President Biden, so we're really excited about that. Yeah. Now, I saw the bands on, on the parade and didn't know Delaware had all those things going on. So he oh, yeah. doing his part to shed light on Delaware. Hey, Danielle, we're talking about getting fiscally and physically fit tonight. Are you excited? I am excited. You know, I think there's so many of us that, we need help in this area, and we're afraid to figure out what it is that we need to do to be able to get not only, like, I love what you said, get our money right and our body tight. Our body tight. because see, I'm excited about it. the guest tonight, and I'm excited about what they're going to bring to the table to help us yes. to get our money right and our bodies tight. Our body tight. We have to have both in sync. We're going to rise right. and shine like the stars that we are. Uh, I forgot to say hello and thank you to two of our sponsors, Danielle. Uh, Michael D. Brown, he's a platinum service a sponsor uh, for Real Talk with Tanya White, and Sherilyn Vaughn from St. Louis. She is a diamond product sponsor, and one lucky listener in February is going to win a $250 coaching package with Sherilyn. And so if, you can, if you're listening and you rate one of our shows, it doesn't matter whatever show you rate, visit TanyaWhite.com, T-A-N-Y-A, White is in the color.com. Uh, view our contact page, and then in February we're going to draw – and announce the winner on the air. If any one of you have has even considered coaching, but you didn't know what it was, you didn't want to invest the money, this is your opportunity to do so. So I encourage you to take advantage. All it takes is you just telling us what you think, good or bad. We want to hear it. Uh, Danielle, you have anything uh, going on you'd like to share? Well, you know, I'm really excited over here. Like I said before, I'm gearing up on Saturday the 24th, which is in just a couple of days. My company, Incredible One Enterprises, we're hosting our first empowerment breakfast for the new year. Yay. theme is The Incredible You, highlighting my new book, which will be available in bookstores in March. Right now we're in pre-publication, so we're really excited about what's going to come out of this breakfast. And we really just want to teach people how to expand their minds and how to realize that The Incredible You is not about materialism, but once your mind has been expanded, you will expose yourself to those things which will help you to live incredibly. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited about that coming up on Saturday here. And it's going to be in Newcastle, Delaware, if anybody's listening from the area. You need to expand your mind if you need some help getting your year started. And if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of doing the same thing time after time, year after year, then you want to make a way, find a way to get to Newcastle, Delaware, if you're in the area, and get some inspiration and, more importantly, get some empowerment so that you'll have the tools necessary to make the changes you want to make. Yes, this is a, a time of change. Uh, whether you believe uh, or you think it's hype, no, this is a significant time for each and every one of us to change. And you need tools, you need information, you need help. I know I need help. So take advantage of any, any seminar, any workshop, any coaching uh, session that you can take advantage of because I guarantee you you're going to be better off come next year this time. You're going to, if you take advantage of all the things that God is allowing to come into your life, you're going to be so much further ahead than you ever believed. 
So if you are in uh, close to Delaware, go to Darnell's uh, workshop. I know it's going to be phenomenal. Now, Darnell, are you going to have any teleconferences soon? Uh, we are actually gearing up for one, and we're looking at April. So we're working on getting all of that situated. And um, I'm also putting together some new CDs. I've got plenty of great products on my website which are available to bring me into your living room, into your car, to give you some coaching as well as my new book, The Incredible You, is a self-coaching tool. So it's going to help you to get yourself to the place on your own. But I do not want you to, or anyone listening, to think that it is a substitute for getting an actual coach. You can get so far on your own and you need somebody else to take you the rest of the way. And anyone who has ever achieved anything great has someone else coaching them along the lines. So like you said earlier, Tanya, it is very important that people realize and make the investment in themselves to get some coaching. But in the meantime the products that we offer at Incredible One are going to help you to set an incredible pace in your life, and our pace stands for passion, abundance, confidence, and expectation. And when all of those things are in line, I promise you that you will live incredibly. You will. And you're so right about coaching. Um, We've been programmed to think, oh, I could just get information and I could do the rest myself. Anybody, like you said, who has achieved anything great, has a team of coaches, a team of coaches surrounding them, telling them, instructing them, uh, giving them uh, insight, because we can't see uh, sometimes what is on the side of us, what is behind us, how our actions may affect what's coming ahead. And so a coach is there to do exactly that, coach you. Just think of it as a coach on a team. And so investing yourself, Danielle has some great packages um, going on. We are offering uh, in in the spirit of President Obama, we're offering a special coaching for just $20.09. That's only 25 minutes, but it will get you a taste of what you probably uh, have been missing. And also, if you are a Tanya's Tip subscriber, this week started. Uh, we had an issue today called It's a New Day, so go read that at TanyaWhite.com. But if you share your story, we're going to choose three uh, lucky winners uh, from Tanya's Tips to uh, have some coaching. I think it's four or five sessions so that you can be your absolute best. So there are so many people giving so many discounts, so many offers, so many blessings. Take advantage of that so that you can live your absolute best. Uh, and Danielle, I'm going to be excited about your book as well. We're going to talk about that in March. But we have our first guest on the line. He is from my city of Louisville, Kentucky. I'm excited. I always love when I have home people uh, representing on Real Talk. But he's going to help us get our body tight, Danielle. All right. Because, uh, uh, you know, that, that especially African-Americans struggle so much with uh, health and fitness and eating healthy. Not And sometimes we just do it just to lose weight. But it really is a lifestyle. And so Larry Jackson, he is the owner of 3D Fitness, and that is more than a name. It is a philosophy. So we're going to click him on and invite him and welcome him to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello, Mr. Jackson. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing today? We are fine. We are excited. You're going to help us get our body right, okay? That's the goal. That's the goal. I know it's going to happen. Uh, I have a co-host tonight, uh, Larry. Her name is Darnielle, and she is from Delaware. Uh, So she is going to also be asking you some questions and chiming in on the conversation. All right? Okay. Sounds good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm excited about getting it tight, Larry. I can't wait. <laughs> great, great, great. 
Well, Larry, uh, before we get into uh, all this great information that you have to share, I'd like to ask all of my guests the first question in your own words. I gave the audience a, a brief uh, bio of who you are, but tell us in your own words who you are and what your journey uh, was to fitness. Okay. Uh, like you said, uh, my name is Larry Jackson. I am a uh, National Strength and Conditioning Association certified personal trainer, uh, the owner of 3D Fitness, which is a private studio here in the Louisville area. Um, I've always been pretty athletic. Uh, I had an athletic background uh, in high school, mm-hmm. and it carried over to, to college. I was pretty active in college. Um, I went to school at Clemson University uh, and got a mechanical engineering degree there. Mm-hmm. So while I was there, um, it, it, actually in my senior year, I took a sports engineering class. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I knew that my passion was truly in fitness. So I wanted to choose the best avenue where I could help people. Um, and, and, and for me, that was becoming a personal trainer. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like the hands-on type of uh, teaching and, and, and getting down and really working with people. So I became certified, again, through the uh, National Strength and Condition, Conditioning Association. And I've been training now since uh, 2003. Well, fantastic. I didn't hear what college. What college did you go to? I'm sorry. Uh, Clemson University, which is located in South Carolina. All righty. For South Carolina listeners. All righty. Yeah, let's get right into it because I know uh, I'm trying to. I'm on this pre-40. I have 23 months before I turn 40. And I want to be fierce, fabulous, and healthy. I know. That's right. I need you to help me, Okay. All right. I need okay. you to give That's me wonderful. some information. So, okay. all right, Danielle, you want to start answering some questions? Yes. And what I want to do, I, you know, I, I, there's so many things I want to know, Larry. And there's, right. I don't, I mean, there, I don't know. There's just so much that I want to know. But one of the things that I really wanted you to just share with us briefly was the importance of really becoming physically fit and what we can do to be able to make that happen. I mean, your company, I love the concept, 3D Fitness, and I want you to definitely share a little bit with us about that, as Tanya said um, earlier as well. But really just just help us to understand why it's so important that we that we, um, that we get physically fit. Right, right. And it, it's not all about the, the physical appearance, but there's so many health, health reasons why we, especially as blacks, you know, need to, to stay in shape and, and eat right. Um, typically, when I when I try to get the background of my clients, you know they have to fill out a health and question uh, question uh, survey. And for all my uh, black clients, you always there's, there's a section where we talk about uh, your family's medical history. Mm-hmm. And as you know, with with blacks, you know we're going to have the diabetes, we're going to have heart conditions, uh, you know, stroke. All these things are evident in, in our in our family's history. Uh, so it, it's so important, not only, like I said, for your physical appearance, but just for general health benefits um, to, to stay healthy. Um, that, that, that includes eating right, you know, mm-hmm. exercising, things that, you know, we typically don't do. But I will say a lot of the problem is there's a lot of misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. So one of, the, one of the things I want to do today is definitely get the right information out there. Okay. Now, Larry, okay, that definitely sounds good. Yeah. Now, 3D fitness is more than a name, right? It's a philosophy Correct. that you live by. Can you explain that? Yes. Um, when I was trying to think of a name of the company, like you said, I wanted to have a philosophy behind it. Mm-hmm. So I chose 3D fitness based on um, the principles that I feel that's necessary for health and fitness goals. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, those three Ds stand for direction, discipline, and dedication. And we're all familiar with these terms, but what they mean for me, direction, um, you know, if you if you don't have a plan, you're basically planning to, to fail. Mm-hmm. So it starts with that. And, and there's so many, like I said, there's so much misinformation out there um, that uh, is spread, you know, through the media, just through friends, or whatever avenue, uh, that I definitely want to get the information out correctly. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you typically go to a gym, I guarantee you about 85% of the people are doing exercises in an unsafe manner. So mm-hmm. one of the things I really stress is, is form, safety, uh, eating right, good eating habits. So you got to start with a good direction. you got to start with an effective plan. Uh, the next uh, D in the 3D fitness is discipline. And uh, we all know about discipline. You know, that's pretty much self-control. Mm-hmm. And that applies both to your nutrition and to your workout. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so one of the things that I, I do is provide that motivation to help you stick with the program. You know, because we can all start off strong. You know, you right. see it typically the first two or three weeks, you know, you, you're at it pretty pretty, uh, pretty strong. And then it kind of fizzles after that. So Now, you, you said that because I'm one. I, I'm a witness. <laughs> I do that. Right. Is there something, because this is my problem, and I, I finally figured it out after 38 years. Mm-hmm. I have unrealistic expectations. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and so I go uh, full force, and what I do right. is burn myself out. Right. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, a lot of times, you know, just physically, we'll, we'll look at the magazines and we'll say, you know, I want to look like this person. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and and the problem, that's, you know, that's that's a good goal, but let's start off with smaller goals first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the problems is, you know, let's say, like you said, you're 38. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen you personally, but let's say someone is, is, is approaching 40 and they've been overweight for the last 20 years. Yeah, well, that's me. Well, that's set a goal that, you know, within a month I want to lose 20 pounds, where, you know, you've been overweight, you know, you may be 20 pounds overweight and it's been 20 years. So why would you expect after one month to get to that goal? I, mean, I don't know, that Larry. Easy. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> I'm not saying you personally, but, you know, no, that's but just I one of the things that. That, that, that goes on. You know, if it was that easy, there would be so many more people in better mm-hmm. shape. You know, everyone you would see at the gym obviously would be in, in, in better shape, and that's just not the case. So you do need to set realistic goals. That is very, very key. Mm-hmm. And uh, just getting back to the uh, 3D fitness, the last D is, is dedication. Yeah. And um, and there, what I like, uh, obviously, I want to I want to explain the program to you and educate you. Mm-hmm. And the dedication applies more more when when you leave the 3D fitness area and you're on your own. I want you to take what you've learned, apply that to the rest of your life, and not only apply that to you, but now it's your turn to help somebody else out as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's your turn to help out your family. It's your turn to help out your coworkers. Get them involved. So that's where the dedication comes into play. So it's kind of like paying it forward. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great concept. I think I think that's awesome. You know, um, we're at that time of the year where everybody makes those goals and exactly. and they decide they want to do a lot of things. I'm like Tanya. I mean, I every I always am completely overzealous in what I say I want to mm-hmm. do, and I find the the hardest time ever just getting to the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. that is, you know, so that dedication part is, is probably out of the three that you're talking about. Right. Well, now I guess you could probably say all of them, <laughs> which is why we're talking to you tonight, Larry, because we need, well, we need you know, direction, discipline, and dedication. 
Right. Well, we They're all tight, important. Right, Tanya? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Now, Larry, let me ask important. you a question about the gym. Uh, like for me, I, sometimes I have emotional obstacles about going to the uh-huh. gym. Is there anything right. wrong with before I, uh, as I'm overcoming them, instead of going to the gym, is there anything else, like other exercises I can do outside of the gym that will be just as healthy and help me become fit? Well, you definitely can do some activities outside of the gym. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's plenty of things that you can do at home to get an effective workout. Obviously, there's exercise tapes that you that you see advertised on TV, and some of those do work. Uh, there's some, some just general home equipment that you can purchase, you know, like a resistance band. Those bands, you yeah. know, they're, that's, uh, those are great. You can get an effective workout through that along with an exercise ball. So there is some stuff that you can do at home, but... I get this question a lot, and a lot of people, uh, particularly women, are afraid to go to the gym. Um, and, and, and I, I equate it's it to... It's an image thing. It's an image thing. It is an image thing, but you're there for yourself, and you're okay. there for your, you know, for your family. Let me you write really that can. down, Larry. Hold on. Yeah. Because <laughs> I need to write that down and put it on my thing. I'm there for my I'm writing it down too, Tanya, I tell exactly. you. And you got to remember, the people in the gym are trying to get better as well. So mm-hmm. I equate it to if you are trying to go to church you can't get right before you go to church right Right. you go to church to get right so it's the same thing with the gym you go to the gym to get in shape you don't get in shape first and then go to the gym you're so insightful larry i guess that's why you're good at what you do that's so true (laughs) but you know what i'm saying i mean that's a that's a pretty you know good parallel there yeah but you know you know we know that but just hearing people Say it because we're not going to say it to ourselves because I know I got an image right. problem. So that's right. my excuse not to go to the gym. Right. Right. <laughs> so, all right. But I'm there for myself. I have that written down. So, I'm and, and the other thing to think really... about, too, is I think we view ourselves a lot of times worse than other people view us. Okay. Um, and, and one of the things I tell people, especially with kids, is view yourself as your kid views you. Your kid loves, you know, the children love you, mm-hmm. um, and you need to love yourself. I'm not saying you don't love yourself, but view yourself in a positive light, you know. View yourself as God views you, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to change your outlook, you know. Walk around with pride. Yes. You must be a dad. Are you I dad? am. <laughs> I have a seven- and a three-year-old. Okay. Cause you just, okay, you just said that children thing, because I have nieces and nephews. Right. And, yeah. and when they look at you, they look at you with total love, I right? Know it. Yes. When you look in the mirror, you need to do the same thing. Everybody, real talk. Did you get that? Larry Jackson said, look at yourself the way uh, your children look at you. You need to remember that. Um, Unconditional love. Unconditional love for yourself. Look in that mirror every single day. Hey, Larry, we have a call from Houston, Texas. Okay. Uh, So let's take that call. If, If I can hold on. No, I'm still learning this tech stuff. Uh-huh. Hello, Houston. Thank you for calling Real Talk with Tanya White. Hi there. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Hi, this is Dr. Murphy. Hi, Dr. Murphy. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Um, this is a good show because I tell you, people tease me. I call myself a cookie monster. Oh, thank Because, I mean, you put a bag of vanilla wafers uh, box in front of me, and I'll eat them on all of them. Um, and with over the course of the years that I have been working out, I power walk, 
And one of the questions I have for Mr. Larry is, you know, one of the things I've been running, a problem I've been running into is trying to decide what is the best types of shoes to get. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second part of the question is, um, I have a tendency to making sure that I drink plenty of water before I go walking. I take water with me, but is there a certain timeline that we need to stop drinking water before we go or eating? I heard you need to not eat or drink water or something about you getting, you know, the old saying you get uh, cramps or what have you. Those two questions, um, you know, the water, uh, how much, or is it by person or what? Right. That's, a, that's actually a good question, and I get that question quite often. Uh, it's actually going to be very dependent upon the person, um, not only with water but with food, uh, and, and it also depends on the type of exercise you're doing. Let's say, for instance, in your case, you're walking. Um, so walking is a little bit less strenuous than, than running, let's say, is on your stomach, on your body. So you're probably going to be able to get away with drinking more water and eating more food prior to a workout than someone who runs. Uh, someone who's going to lift weights uh, can get away with even eating more or drinking more right before they work out. As a matter of fact, when you lift weights, you need to drink um, drink water throughout your workout as well because you, you don't want your muscles to be uh, dehydrated. Uh, for me, personally, I can eat on my way to the gym right before I go work out, and it doesn't bother me. Some other people, you know, it may take them 30 minutes or an hour or so, you know, so to let their food digest. Uh, one thing I will say about food, though, I know your question was re- regards to water. Um, you may want to, uh, you, we want a high-fiber diet, but you, you probably don't want a lot of fiber right before your workout just because it's going to sit on your stomach kind of heavy. Uh, so you can get a little bit of fiber, but don't go, don't go too heavy on the fiber before you work out. Um, but, but going back to the water question, um, uh, you want to keep your muscles hydrated, definitely. So drinking water, you know, before a workout is definitely a, a smart thing to do. Definitely after a workout as well, you want to replenish the fluid that you lost through sweat. So make sure you drink your water after your workout as well. And your question regarding the shoes, uh, definitely want comfortable shoes. Uh, go to a shoe store, and they should be able to give you a lot of advice on which shoe is for what activity. You know, there's, different, you know, there's running shoes, there's walking shoes. As far as a brand, um, one of the brands that uh, people really like is, is New Balance and, and Asics for running and, and walking. Um, but it's kind of kind of to your personal preference. Okay. Well, that answers my question. That helps me a lot because I'll be 55 this year, and one of the things that's been helping me maintain my weight is the walking. Um, I really love it, but when it comes to the water and, you know, because some people have to go when you get to a certain age, you can't hold a whole lot of water. But uh, uh, that's one of the things I was wondering how much, and so I guess it is, like you said, it's individualized to make sure that I don't put, too much in where it's also making me maintain hold it that is and which takes a cramp in the walking because then you're you know, I guess your conscious is on you need to go. And exactly, so I was kind exactly. of wondering is there a certain amount like the doctor said eight glasses a day, do I need to be going on my height and my weight and stuff like that as far as how much water I should be putting on based on putting in based on how many miles I'm walking a day. Because I was walking three miles a day. Uh well really six, three in the morning, three in the evening. And um, and so I guess my thing now 
is just trying to, when I'm getting back into it, because I just broke my foot this new year, and so I'm trying to see when I start back walking, should I, you know, maybe um, consider a certain amount of water based on my height. That was why I was wondering and, and my weight, because no one ever gave me any advice on that. Someone did tell me about that on the fiber, but not on the water. Okay. Uh, um, you said for the fiber or for the water? I'm sorry. Someone did educate me on the fiber to make sure that okay, wasn't not, there, okay. uh, but not on the water. And I, that's always been my concern because I do drink a lot of water. Right. Um, and, and actually, you're, you're kind of the opposite of uh, most Americans uh, where we don't get enough water. Uh, the goal in general is about uh, 64 ounces a day, which is eight, eight glasses. However, when you're working out, you do need a little bit more um, because you do – like I said, you do lose water or lose fluids when you sweat. Um, 64 ounces is going to be tough for most people, um, but it's it's a goal that you should try to reach. While you're working out, um, you, you, like I said, you do want to continue drinking. Um, during the typical workout for me, I try to get in about 15 to 20 ounces of water throughout my workout, uh, like I said, to keep my uh, muscles hydrated. Um, and... So you don't one have to carry one of them big gallons of water. No, no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. No, you don't, you okay. don't have to. One thing I do want to make a note of, though, uh, when you are trying to get your daily water intake, I would advise that um, you, you, ta- you taper down as the day goes on because uh, you brought up the fact that you, you're 55 and, and, you know, you probably have to go more often. When you drink water at night, it will have a tendency to, to wake you up in the middle of the night and, and, and you have to use the restroom. So I would advise that you try to get most of the bulk of your water during the earlier parts of the day. Right. That's what I've been doing. I try to start it out to make sure that all the going is going to get through the day, the early part of the day, so it won't keep me up all night. Right. But I believe that, like you're saying, I do need to taper down a certain length of time from what I'm hearing you say before I get ready to go work out to make sure. Because I notice that when I drink, you know, more than norm for that particular time I'm getting ready to work out, I notice that it makes me sluggish when I take out to walk. Okay. And so, and that's why I was wondering, well, how much should I be taking in? Because, I mean, I sweat like I'll get out. Um, so, and I think this is why I was concerned. What should I be putting in less, putting in more? Uh, because I'm, you know, I'm drinking all day. Right. In your case, you're probably getting enough before you you work out, so you can taper down before. Now, I just want to, you know, make sure you know after you work out, though, go ahead and replenish that water, and uh, you know, drink more of it then. But in your case, I would say since you're getting so much in the in the in the beginning of the day, it's okay to taper off right before your workout. Okay, because I take a bottle along with me. Okay. Uh, but I was just wondering, was there a certain guideline for, you know, an age group or height or whatever? But I guess it is individualized there. It is. It is. I'll tell you um, one way to, to um, I guess, recognize if, if you're getting sufficient amount of water, which it sounds like you are, but it's by the, the color of your urine. Um, you, want it, uh, you want it to be kind of as clear as, clear as possible. So by the color and the volume, um, you should be able to tell if you get enough. But it sounds like in your case you're getting plenty, though. Okay. So look at the urine to make sure it's not all dark or whatever. Exactly. The only okay. thing is if you are taking a multivitamin, it does have a tendency early on in the day to, to darken it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because I am. So uh, taking different vitamins. 
Okay. And so I guess that, that would take care of that next question. But thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Okay, well, no thank problem. you, Dr. Murphy, for calling. I'm going to mute you out, okay? Okay. Thanks. That was actually great. That was a good segue to the next question that I had, um, talking about some of the things that we shouldn't do. Uh-huh. And I know, um, you know, when we're working out and we're unguided, we don't have that direction, we will consistently think that we're doing the right thing. Could you just quickly right. put some information about that, Larry? Yes. I tell you, that's a good question, but the list is, is there's so much, so many things that we think that we're doing right or correct that we're actually doing wrong. But I will touch on a few here. Uh, one of the things that I see a lot of people doing is they repeat the same workout over and over. And in order to give your body stimulus uh, to, to, to improve, you have to change. So mm-hmm. typically about every four to six weeks, you want to change your workout. Um, you, if, if you Basically, you want to make your body inefficient. And this is one of the few times you do want to make your body inefficient because if, you, if your body gets used to a certain exercise mode, let's say you're walking, or running mm-hmm. at the same pace day in and day out, you, it takes less work for your body to complete that workout. Mm-hmm. So you always want to challenge your body. So about every four to six weeks, make sure you're switching up your workout. So um, that's one thing you want to avoid is, is, is staying in the same workout mode. Uh, another thing uh, I see a lot of people doing is eating out too frequently. Um, mm-hmm. they, they start off with a good intention as far as is, is working out, but they rely too heavily on, on going out to eat. I want to get people back in into the kitchen and, and, and start cooking your meals because you don't know what goes into your food when someone else prepares it. Mm. And not only that, but when you eat out, the portion sizes are usually very, very large, so we tend to overeat. Mm-hmm. But I want to get people back to, to cooking their own food. And when you do cook, uh, when you go to the stores, remember this tip that you want to pretty much shop around the perimeter of the store, and that's where you'll find all your fruits, your vegetables, your, your meats, all the things that are, that are man-made. And on the middle of the store, you see more of the processed foods and things like that. So when you do start cooking more, definitely stick around the perimeter of the store. Um, another thing you shouldn't do is, is, is drink too many of your calories. I think this is a hidden fact that people, people don't realize. But when you're drinking a lot of sodas, a lot of juice, and, of course, alcohol, that's a lot of empty, hidden calories. Um, and... and Juice mainly. Um, when you drink juice versus eating the fruit, you lose a lot of your fiber. So you lose a lot of the good content in fruit. So, so that's another thing that uh, that you definitely want to avoid. And I do want to mention this one too. And this one is especially for the ladies. Um, there's a, a misconception that lifting weights will get will get them big, mm-hmm. and it, it's just not the case. Uh, there are several reasons, but one of the reasons is. Um, women don't have the testosterone levels as as, as high as, as men do. Um, so you're kind of limited on how big you're going to get unless you're taking some performance enhancements. Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely need to lift weights in order to get lean. I know it sounds strange, but um, if you just do diet, try to do it with your diet and cardio, you may get smaller, but your body fat percentage is not really going to change, meaning you may, you may lose a dress size, but you're still going to be uh, have a have a high fat content. Really, mm-hmm. once you start working out with the weights, that's when you start to get lean. Uh, mm-hmm. That's when your metabolism speeds up. Uh, oh, really? So, so basically, what you're going to do is replace that fat with muscle once you start working out. And remember this: um, a pound of fat 
a pound of muscle uh, is a lot smaller than a pound of fat. So if you had, um, you know, five pounds of fat, you, you replace five pounds of fat with a pound with five pounds of muscle, mm-hmm. you're going to look a lot smaller. Oh, okay. So definitely for the ladies, uh, don't count out uh, resistance training. Not only that, but just for general strength and, and uh, purposes too. Yeah, when you say weights, those resistant ropes, uh, are there weights right. or do you actually lift weights? Wait. No, I, you're right. I should, uh, strength training is a proper term. term. Okay. So you have you have weight training. Uh, you, you actually, you can do your own body weight in some some cases. Um, um, the resistance bands, all those count as strength training. Okay. And our time is almost up, but I have uh, I want to talk about the children. I'm a teacher, and uh-huh. I see uh, the, the food in the cafeteria is not healthy. Um, no. I mean, it's really not. It's all starch, all carbs. Um, right. So as a right. parent who uh, is trying to, because I do believe if, you, if you're a parent trying to get healthy, you need to teach your kids the same uh, tip. So what right. can parents do? Uh, because I'm saying it out loud, the school food is not healthy. <laughs> so what right. can they do? They need to, what do they need to do to help? I'll tell you, the first thing they need to do, and you kind of touched on it, is setting a good example for your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're constantly eating fast food or, or you know, eating on a run, um, yeah. then your kids are going to mimic that same those same habits. So the first thing you can do is set a good example. Um, again, it starts at home. Uh, we have so many poor habits, and our kids basically just mimic what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, try to, like I said before, try to cut out a lot of the processed foods. Um, that's where you find a lot of trans fats and, and other things that can be harmful to our bodies. So, like I like said, go back. Like the snack foods and all that Correct. stuff? Okay. Correct. Pretty much a lot of, a bulk of what you find in the middle of the store. Okay. You know, middle of the store. Right. Um the other thing that I kind of mentioned earlier too, let's go ahead and start cooking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, once you when you cook, you know exactly what's in the meal. Right. You know exactly you know what you've prepared. So now you don't have to rely on the school feeding your your kids. You can prepare lunch for them. You know they can mm-hmm. take in leftovers. Uh, so so you know that's another avenue. But definitely the kids need to be active as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think um, um, you know just the way our society is. You know, when we get right. home, we watch TV, we play games as far as, you know, like uh, computer games or yeah. PlayStation. And, and we, we, we spend too much time doing that where the kids should be out and be active. You know, just sign them up for a league, sign them up for a basketball league, baseball league. You know, yeah, because when, when they're practicing, you can walk. Let me let me touch on exactly. this uh, because I teach kids, like I say, and they, uh, when the Wii's came out, uh, one of my children tried to convince me that they were getting exercise uh, from a Wii. Right. Is that a myth, or is it really? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's true. Um, matter of fact, the Wii comes with a um, with Wii Sports, and one of the okay. one of the one of the games on there is, is a boxing game. Okay. And uh, if you actually play against a, a, an opponent versus playing against a computer, mm-hmm. by the time you finish that first round, you mm-hmm. you you'll, you'll see how inactive you are. It, okay. it is a little bit of a workout. Uh, not only that, but they have the Wii Fit now. Um, so it's a better option than, than uh, not doing anything. So he was telling so, the truth. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, there is some, uh, I'm sure he had uh, ulterior motives, but uh, there is some truth to his statement. Wow. Okay, I have to, I owe him an apology, apology tomorrow. 
but before now, don't let that be his only source of uh, exercise. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to. He was writing. We were writing persuasive letters, and he was trying to convince his parents that uh, that he needed one for fitness. Uh, okay, I was like, is go. that true? <laughs> and he's like, yes, Miss White, that's true. I was like, I don't know. There are some games that. where you, there are definitely some games where you will be active. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to let him make that point in a letter. But thank you so much, Larry. We're going to have you back, hopefully, because you have given us a lot of great insight. But before you go, can you tell us about some of the programs? Because I saw that you had online training for those who are not in Louisville. You can still get this great information from this great fitness uh, trainer. So how can people do that? Right. One of the uh, services I just added was online training, as you said. Um, you can contact me via email uh, through the website. Um, I can give you my email address real quick. It's uh, 3dfitness at gmail.com. Uh, and, and that online service, basically, uh, we communicate through email and through telephone. Uh, I give you a program, and I can evaluate evaluate you through your progress. Uh, we'll send updates. You'll send me pictures uh, so we can continue changing it. Um, not only that, but obviously I have the in-studio in studio training as well uh, for those in a local area. Um, and also, um, about to probably about to start another uh, boot camp. We did a boot camp uh, last summer. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably within the next month or so, we're going to start another boot camp. So um, if your listeners check out the website, they can uh, get more details in the upcoming weeks on that as well. Okay. And you also write Give Fitness Tips in Onyx of Louisville, correct? Right. Uh, every two weeks, um, I'm writing a, a new article um, uh, where I give, uh, as you said, fitness tips, fitness advice, uh, things. And we cover a wide range of topics as well, too. You know, when it comes to alcohol, nutrition, um, resistance training. So we cover all avenues. Okay. And if they want to sign up, they will sign up at uh, help me um, out there, onyxlouisville.com. Yep. And then my website is. 3D-fitness.com. 3D-fitness.com. Thank you so much, Larry Jackson. Um, yes, uh, thank Larry. You. I appreciate it. Very informative. I got my sign up. I am there for myself. All right. Um, sounds good. And I'm going to gradually get back into the mindset, and we're going to talk about that later in the show, how it's all about changing your mind. Um yeah. We're going to have you back, especially in Women's Month, and maybe you can gear more towards women uh, about our issues of health. And like you, I, mean, I know you made a statement about the the weights that women don't right. lift weights because they think they're going to get bulky. And so we will follow up with you later. Uh, we All appreciate right. you, and thank you so much for taking time out today. Thank uh, you thank so you. much. I appreciate later. it. Okay, thank you all. Appreciate okay, bye bye. Okay, bye bye. All right, Miss Danielle. That was some good stuff, wasn't it? That was some good stuff. I got a lot of good notes. I wrote so many things down. I didn't realize the importance of uh, changing your workout every four to six weeks. Me either, because I do the same thing. I do. I'm a creature of habit. And then when he said that, I said, that's why I get frustrated, because uh, then I'm I'm assuming, and we'll we'll probably have him back in March, I'm assuming if you don't change it up, then you're not going to see any results. That's right. And that's probably what is happening to me. Um, I'm on this yo-yo, but it's going to be a lifestyle. Devin Robinson is going to help us with our mindset at the later of the show. But we are already at the halfway point, Darnell. Can you believe that? 
I'm I flies just, when you're having fun. I know. I was I like you. I got this whole page with notes, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep them because uh, I like I said I'm on the 23 month uh, fit fabulous and 40 uh, campaign. <laughs> so I've got to be fit and fabulous and healthy, and that's the most important thing. But I want you to give out your contact information real quick again, Danielle. Absolutely. Uh, we can be reached at www.incredible1enterprises.com, and the one is spelled out. Okay. And, uh, again, incredible1enterprises.com or toll-free at 888-801-5794. Our ultimate goal is to help you define the incredible you through empowerment keynotes, seminars, workshops, coaching, and uh, image consulting. Yes. And professional branding. And she has a, a seminar coming up at the end of the month, or is it this Saturday? It's this Saturday, the 24th, The Incredible You. Um, it touches on the new book. And really, um, you said it, you hit it right on, and I know Devin's going to talk to us about our mindsets, but that's my premise as well, that we've got to expand our minds and we've got to think a different thought and go beyond beyond the box. It's, you know, we can't even just come out of the box anymore. We need to go beyond that. Uh, we have to reach for, as they say, the thin branches. Yes, especially when it where comes the... to health and fitness as a people because we've always been programmed with the soul food. And I don't need to, but it is really, it's a serious time. It's, it's a new day as I started off right, this Right, it's a new day. It's a new day, and we have to think new. we got to have new goals and a new mindset, not only for our body, but for our moolah. And our next guest is on the phone, Darnielle, uh, William Patterson who is going to teach us how to get our money tight. All uh, right. And you know what I'm saying? Because this is some serious economic times. I don't I don't know if people really uh, are believing uh, how uh, serious these economic times are. I still, Some of my friends are still doing the same, having the same old habits, thinking that the new administration is going to magically drop money from D.C. and uh, things are going to be okay. But that is not the case, and William Patterson is going to tell us how to get our money right. Let me just uh, briefly tell you who he is. He is uh, the CEO of Baron Siri Solution Group. He is also chairman and CEO of the War Coffer Capital Group, LLC. He leads uh, that group's corporate strategy and development consulting efforts, including portfolio management, mergers, acquisitions, and it cut off, and I'm sorry, William. It cut off the page. But William is ranked as the number one business motivational speaker by Ranking.com. He is a three-time award-winning lecturer and national best-selling author who uses his trademark approach, the Baron Solution, to coach, train, and motivate small business owners, executives, sales professionals, and investors. He has shared the stage with billionaires. And if you go to his site, Bob Johnson, creator, founder of BET, has a wow. testimony about this man. That's who I need to be in a circle with. I know people that's who right. know money. You got to hang around those people. But uh, visit him at thebaronseries.com. But he is going to give us some insightful and wise tips about our money. So we'd like to welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, William Patterson. In a Hello, William. How are you? I'm doing terrific, Tanya. Hi there, Danielle. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much Thank for you. being. 
tell us who you are before we start bombarding you with all these money questions, okay? Sure. Well, as you mentioned, I'm chairman and CEO of the Warcoffer Capital Group, LLC, which is a financial holding company. We do staged investments in private businesses, also high-end commercial real estate ventures. And I'm probably best known to the public for running the Barron Solution Group, which is a small business consulting and coaching firm. We also teach financial management strategies, wealth strategies to individuals and companies. So it's uh, an exciting time and an important time as probably – the most critical in in recent history when it comes to financial strategies and the importance of using the proper financial strategies for this environment. Exactly, because uh, like I said, told Darnia, people I don't think is sinking in um, what's really going on, but the economy is serious right now. So, But you're going to help us, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And get our money, and and not only our money right, right, but start building wealth, as you said. Um, so the big question is, what is really going on in the economy, William? What is really going on? Well, I like to describe it as a tale of two cities, as, uh, of course, the, the Charles Dickens novel, where you have it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. A lot of people uh, view this as though it's a catastrophic event and crash is happening right now. But for many people who are prepared and who have been expecting this, this is really the buying opportunity of a lifetime. There are historic opportunities in the stock market, the real estate market, and the general business economy. But for many people, we are looking at a major crash that's going to lead to a massive correction in prices in all of these different markets. Many people and companies have become overextended when it comes to debt. There's been a great uh, lack of regulation when it comes to uh, different markets, particularly the housing market, the banking market, lack of accountability led by this greed and ineptness, which really uh, has created this outdated financial model that's caused many companies, individuals, and even governments to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said especially the housing market, um, a lot of people uh, got mortgages, um, and, and, and I love some of the programs help the first-time homeowners, but I, I always uh, found something wrong because it always it was like a quick fix. It's like losing weight. It was, okay, you reach this goal, you pay off your bills, but you have not learned how to really manage your money to own a house. Uh, and so a lot of people, you know, when they get in a house after so long and they realize that a house is more than – Getting in there, it's a lot of uh, economic management and knowing, you know, a house breaks down. So nobody's going to bail you out. You have to have that money set aside. So um, You're absolutely right there. There were a lot of issues that really stemmed from the subprime market, and for people who are not familiar with the term subprime, subprime loans are higher interest rate loans that a lot of times are geared toward more, uh, credit challenge borrowers, people who may have late payments, may have a, a bankruptcy or a foreclosure, mm-hmm. they're lent money at a higher interest rate. And unfortunately, many of these loans are often targeted toward minorities and other um, certain interest groups, uh, I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And of course, this subprime mortgage crisis and the housing crisis has disproportionately affected people of color and has accounted for the largest Uh, transfer of wealth in modern U.S. history. Of course, that doesn't really get talked about a lot in mainstream media, but many of these subprime loans, of course, hit us a lot harder and over time started to spill over into what's known as the prime credit market. 
But this also goes back to this financial literacy of this concept of being financially intelligent. Many people who qualified for lower interest rate loans were actually given higher interest rate prime loans because they didn't really understand credit. They didn't understand the different types of mortgage products out there. While there are a lot of great mortgage brokers and real estate agents, you also had a lot of them that said buy more house, even though that person couldn't afford it because Mm -hmm. they could qualify them for a loan. They said the real estate market is jumping 15 and 20% a year, and you'll always be able to refinance that mortgage. Well, Mm-hmm. There came a point where people couldn't refinance that because obviously home prices and the ability to obtain a mortgage are driven by income. And if your income mm-hmm. isn't jumping at 15 to 20% per year, you're not going to be able to qualify for a loan. So it really created what's known as the greater fool theory where the only person you could sell your house to was a bigger fool. And mm-hmm. eventually you, you run out of fools. And what's that, what's that person is le- <laughs> it's called the, the greater fool. So you, you buy it at a high price and you try to sell it to somebody who's a bigger fool than you for paying that much for it. Well, eventually you run out of fools and you end up holding the bag, almost like the reverse of a pyramid scheme where you're putting up yeah. all this money and eventually it's going to collapse. Well, that's what's happening not only with homeowners, it's also happening with the government, where the government is borrowing all this money from different countries such as Russia, China, and so forth, and they can't repay this, which is why you're looking at a trillion-dollar debt. You're looking at the government, which is paying over uh, $500 billion in interest a year. You know, mm-hmm. So these are a, a very serious uh, – excuse me, I said uh, or a trillion-dollar. You're looking at a deficit. So not necessarily – and then you're looking at over a $13 trillion debt. So the government is in the same position as many Americans in the sense that they're overextended and don't own many of the things that they are using. So it's really about transforming that mindset when it comes to government, businesses, and individuals. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It starts at the head is what I hear you saying. Absolutely. And and a lot of it has to do with education. Of course, much of that is also missing when you look at the education system right now, most people do not receive any real financial literacy training. You're lucky if you learn how to balance a checkbook in yeah. high school or grade school. But yeah. many of those programs are missing, and you're seeing the ramifications with um, you know people losing homes. You're seeing that in government, and you're seeing that throughout. Really, nearly every social ill has an economic root, but we choose not to, tr- to teach people financial literacy. Wow. And, and that's so true. I'm a teacher, and it's all about uh, these state tests. And I know when I was in school, we had junior achievement. We had future business leaders of America programs. We don't have that now. Uh, kids very, very oftentimes don't even know the value of money. They just want this. Well, how much does it cost? What do you mean, Miss White? How much does it cost? How much money do you need? They don't know that, and the parents are not teaching them that because, like you said, it's like um, the the economic uh, problem right now, we've overextended ourselves. And so we think, you know, we're going to continue to spend because eventually um, somebody's going to bail us out. (laughs) But that is not the case. You're you're absolutely right. Go ahead. I definitely agree. And, you know, what I really want to know, William, is, what exactly do we have to do from the White House to our own individual houses? What do we need to do to be able to bounce back and position ourselves excuse me, in order to become fiscally fit? Well, it's about returning to the fundamentals, the sound business practices, the uh, 
uh, sound fiscal and lending practices. And when I say that, it's going back and actually doing valuations and looking at what is a piece of property actually worth, what is a stock actually worth, and doing those types of valuations, not just, oh, well, so-and-so is telling me to buy this particular house, so I might as well buy it, or I love it, let me go ahead and buy it even though I can't afford it. We need to move away from what's known as this monthly payment type of mentality. Can I afford it? You know, Can I work out the payment so I can afford it even though it's, I'm going to end up paying three times as much for it? It's really about moving more toward cash, and in the instances where you do use debt, you're using what's known as investment debt as opposed to consumer debt. Consumer debt is when you go out and you charge something, let's say on a credit card, take out a personal loan, to buy something that depreciates or has no value. You, you buy something like a car that every year is worth less as opposed to buying an investment property that may be worth more. You also want to look at making sure that from, let's say, the government side, that there are incentives for companies to produce products and services in America. There's a serious problem right now, particularly for African Americans, as many of the lower-wage jobs are also disappearing, as they're being outsourced. You're looking at mechanization, automation, outsourcing. I'm sure you've been in the local grocery store, and you're starting to see the automated checkout start to pop up. Well, a lot of those lower-wage jobs are beginning to disappear, and it is about... Uh, beginning to educate people so that they can focus on what are known as the what I call these game-changing technologies, things like when you come up with the iPod and overnight it destroys record stores. Yeah. Uh, you look at things like coming up with Netflix and overnight it destroys blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the types of game-changing technologies that we need to focus on and also teaching students. We have a program called the Barron Young Millionaires Program where we focus on this type of training during the vision and the concept development where we teach you how to come up with an idea and to bring structure to that idea, the leadership and the cooperation. But it's focusing on what are known as these game-changing technologies, also focusing on green technologies that can create jobs within the U.S. So from a government perspective, those are some of the things that you want to do is to look at reforming education to focus more on investing in entrepreneurship. And you also want to make sure that you are investing in green technologies, clean coal technologies that will create uh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of jobs in the U.S. So those are some of the things that you want to focus on. And then you also need to bring about the PR campaign, which uh, the previous administration has done a very poor job of doing, but really bringing back this concept of buy American. And, and then also the companies have to do a better job of producing higher quality products so that you don't want to go buy a foreign product. But if you give people the incentives, you also have the education component and the companies start making better products, you're going to see uh, greater success and reinvestment in the U.S. Also, you want to make sure that people are getting some help. Go get a mentor. Go get a coach. Go get an advisor. Don't try to solve these problems yourself. They always say that you can't use the same type of thinking that got you into a problem to get you out. Right. That's powerful. So what I hear you saying is the way we spend our money, it's 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 more so emotional because if we spend, like you said, we live from this month to month. There's some you're, reason you're, why uh, you're you're risking your future to live from month to month, like buying houses. I know some friends who went through some housing programs, and uh, really their whole one of their checks per month barely met the mortgage. And when I said, why are you doing that? Because I want something of my own. 
And I was like, are you serious? So you're going to spend one whole check? What if something breaks down? And this is not including car. It's not including all the monthly bills that go with the house. I'm talking about one check went to the house note, which I thought was asinine. So um, when people spend money, when they uh, think that they're getting something in their own or investing in uh, housing and stuff, you have to be uh, wise and, and, and reasonable about that, correct? You're absolutely right. And you made one huge point that a lot of people miss. And most people don't realize that becoming financially independent or becoming wealthy is not a rational decision. And that sounds mm -hmm. odd to people, but it's an emotional decision. Mm -hmm. So often you will hear great financial advice, you'll hear great health advice, but you'll continue to do the same and engage in the same destructive behaviors. But mm -hmm. financial success is about overcoming your emotions, especially fear. One of the things that we do in our coaching programs, we give people an assessment so that we can start to understand what, what money means for them emotionally. For a lot of people, it may mean security, it may mean independence, it may mean dependence. It has a lot of different meanings, and a lot of that is actually passed down from our parents. A lot of those have, you know, people, oh, I don't really care that much about money. You'll hear a lot of these different things. Money's not that important to me, or I hate money, rich people are evil. And, you know, you'll hear all of these different things, and there's a certain emotional pull that money has. So it's important for people to understand that emotional pull and then to also engage in the things that can help them to overcome fear and change their belief system. We point out seven major reasons that people struggle financially, number one being the fact that most people do not have a mentor or a coach or an advisor. That's the first question I ask a person that's struggling financially is, do you have a mentor or a coach? They always say no. The second uh, issue is their belief system. Most people do not truly believe in their heart and mind that they can change the condition of their life starting from where they are, and which is why they do engage in those sabotaging behaviors. But this is also an area where a mentor or a coach can help you is by helping you to see that certain types of deals are possible and that mm -hmm. certain types of, of lifestyle and certain types of, of activities and the correct way to behave in order to achieve the things that you want. But these are the types of things that people are missing when you have a person, like you were talking about, who's buying a home and is spending uh, more than they can really afford. And the other thing they don't realize is that things happen. Life happens to people. You get laid off. Someone gets sick. And then you have to, you know, the, the roof go, needs repair. And you can no longer afford those things, and then you lose your house. And that's where we are. And that, and, and, and particularly African-American, when I look at other cultures, particularly the Asians and uh, how they uh, stay together in one house and work and, and do everything until they can afford it. Uh, I know people who uh, own houses, their parents left them houses, and all the siblings who are not staying in the house, they have, they're paying mortgages instead of, you know, combining incomes, but because I need my own space. And so it really goes back to that emotion stuff like that we said. And that's what anything, when you said, uh, when you ask people, do you have a coach, anything in life that you're stagnant in, you're going to need a coach, you're going to need a mentor, because, you, like you said, they're going to change that belief system that you have. And there's a, I'll just make one more point on that. Uh, a lot of people really don't understand the full impact of other communities when they will, let's say, live together and then they'll go into the different 
business environments and so forth. But mm-hmm. you'll start to see this, particularly in the black hair care industry. The real impact of that is as you may have a, a group of a certain group that will target a specific industry, whether you're looking at things like 7-Elevens, whether you're mm-hmm. looking at hair care, what they'll do is they'll go in and they'll acquire every type of business in that industry. Mm-hmm. And then they use a, a, a concept which is known as vertical integration where I'll use the black hair care industry for, an in, for instance. What they'll do is they'll go in and they'll begin to acquire stores. And then once they've acquired all of the stores, they'll start to move into the distribution chain. And mm-hmm. what happens is once they control the distribution chain, other mm-hmm. black hair care owners uh, or hair care store owners can no longer get those products at discount prices, so they go out of business. And then they own, uh, they pretty much have a monopoly in the industry. And then what they do after they control the store, they control the distribution channels, they go in and they start taking over the actual manufacturers. And then once they do the manufacturers, they go in and they own the salons. And once they own the salons, you know, a lot of people say, well, I would never go to anyone other than an African-American to do my hair. But you're starting to see now that if they don't own the salons or if they don't actually operate the salons, they own the salons, and they have the different hair and beauty professionals in the salons working for them. Mm -hmm. But this is this concept of vertical integration that many black business owners uh, are missing, and they really don't understand the impact because what happens is it puts so many uh, black uh, business owners out of business and then it also makes it harder for those manufacturers to create the products that you like. So people don't realize when they go to a certain store and they're saving one or two dollars that it's really destroying a whole industry. So these are the types of things that really black business owners have done. Uh, back in the day, there was uh, actually a gentleman by the name of um, A.G. Gaston who used this concept of vertical integration where he started off selling, uh, he, he did insurance, he manufactured caskets, he later had a funeral home. So he moved into every aspect of that type of business. But you're seeing other nationalities using these same types of strategies, yeah. and they're, they're definitely hurting also black business owners. So these are things that we need to be aware of and become more savvy as business owners and entrepreneurs. And that's so true because it, and it goes back to planning because I do a lot of consultation. Um, women in particular, and we get an idea, uh, and Christians do this a lot. Um, the Lord told me to open this store. Okay, what's your plan? I don't know, but this and that. And so it goes back to planning when you're talking about how they're buying up and they're being very strategic uh, about what they do in each phase of the business, and we need to get back to that of understanding. Uh, it's not starting a business and just surviving. You have to plan three, five, ten years out, even have exit strategies for when, because you, you may want to close that business and get out. And so you need to plan that, and we don't plan that. We don't even plan our lives. We don't plan our relationships. We just go with the flow, and that is the problem. You're absolutely right. That is a problem. you have anything to say, Dorian? This has been very I mean, I disagree. I think that you you hit it right on. The, the plan is what's going to be absolutely essential, and, you know, William, you're just dropping so many nuggets of great information, and I hope that the listeners out there are really taking heed to this information. And, you know, I want you to just share with everybody. Give us your contact information in case anyone's checking in right now mm-hmm. so that they know exactly where to go to get in touch with you, learn more about the things that you have going on, um, because you're, you're sharing some powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
They can visit us online at baronseries.com, and I'll spell that for people. It's B-A-R-O-N-S-E-R-I-E-S.com, baronseries.com. They can also call toll-free 888-90-BARON. That's 888-90-B-A-R-O-N. And they can find out more about our coaching programs, our workshops, and also our Young Millionaires program that we're implementing in schools. Young, and that's what we need to return to uh, because I know when I was growing up, I had junior achievement. I had future business leaders of America. We started our own business in junior achievement. We that's learned right. the accounting. We learned the sales aspect. We learned the marketing. We learned everything, and and it's not in schools today for whatever reason. But it looks like we do have a caller from Cincinnati. So William, I, um, they may have a question for you. Let's see. Hello, caller. Thanks for calling Real Talk. Hi, Tanya. Hello. Is this Greg? Yes, it is. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, uh, first thing, great show. I uh, had a question for your caller, uh, for your guest, mm-hmm. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson, uh, I wanted to see if you can just uh, talk about the the issues with the financial institutions. Um, I know that I have a relationship with uh, a large bank here in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. And back in early 2007, when I began to get my first book published, I went to them and, and seemed like the relationship was pretty cordial. They were interested, you know, with the business plan and everything else. But I noticed as I prepared for my second book to be published, and and I went back to the same company, pretty much the same uh, financial counselor, uh, they had a whole different uh, program for me. Uh, Their interest wasn't there. I know the economy and things have changed. But I want to see if you can uh, discuss what's happening with our bank, especially when it comes to – uh, African American entrepreneurs and the financial institution. Okay, now are you talking on the loan side or sponsorship side or both? On the on the loan side, both really both the loan side and the sponsorship side. Okay, well I'll speak first to the loan side. Many of the businesses are in serious financial trouble because they've made a lot of risky loans. They've made loans to people based on no documentation or low documentation in certain instances, and many of these banks have resold these bad loans to other banks. And what happens is once you've sold a certain uh, bundle of loans or if you can't predict the repayment schedule of the loan portfolio that you have, it becomes very risky for you to deal with other banks in terms of borrowing because many of these banks are constantly borrowing and lending to each other. And if you don't know the stability of the bank that you want to lend money to, then it can potentially bankrupt or or put you out of business. So you have many banks which are actually, you know, you've had hundreds that have gone out of business over the last few years, and many of them are just so scared to lend money to each other. So many of them have also had difficulty borrowing money at lower interest rates, which is why you're seeing all of these bank bailouts being um, recommended is because they need to infuse some capital into 
the system, and they also need to allow these banks to lend and borrow money at lower interest rates in order to allow small business owners to be able to get these loans. Uh, you also have things like factoring accounts receivable so they can make payroll. Our whole system is designed around credit, and because they are really only lending to uh, very high credit worthy individuals and businesses, it becomes a lot easier for a lot harder for the small business owner to get that type of loan, particularly if you're talking about a loan that's not collateralized. Now, when it comes to a, a person who may be an entrepreneur, there are also options for you to build business credit. Now, building business credit or trade lines of credit would be different than going to get a personal loan from your bank or business loan from your bank. But you can develop trade lines of credit with companies like Dell Computer, with Staples and so forth, where you can get those different office supplies that you need. You can get that computer that you need. You can get that corporate credit card that you need. And business credit, if done right, is separate from your personal credit and does not require a personal guarantee. So if your personal credit is bad, you can still develop and build business credit. These are some of the things that we walk people through in, in the coaching program. Now, you also have the sponsorship side. Now, the sponsorship side can be done, uh, and this is also great for authors, speakers, and coaches, because what you can do is you can show that you will meet certain deliverables for that sponsor. You find a sponsor who's targeting the same market as your audience, and you say, hey, I will deliver uh, this particular target audience for you in terms of uh, listeners doing a radio show that you're going to do um, certain ads for a public access television show, uh, online television show. There are a lot of different ways in which you can create value for that sponsor in the newsletter, and you can generate thousands or in some instances tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or perhaps even millions of um, of, of views or exposures for that particular sponsor, and they will be willing to pay you $10,000, $25,000, up to $100,000 for that value. So it's really about... De defining the deliverables that you can carry for a sponsor, and then you can get those five-figure sums and not have to pay it back. So that's typically what we encourage people to do is to go for more of the sponsorship side, and if they do need to use debt, to use business credit as opposed to personal credit, which most banks are going to be looking for a personal guarantee for unless your business is generating sufficient income on its own that they could repay that loan. Wow. Hey, I really appreciate I really appreciate that, uh, Mr. Patterson, because uh, you know so many of us out here uh, that is starting up as uh, entrepreneurs. Just you know, and, and I love the fact that mentioned about having a coach to really lead you, because we do get confused, we get frustrated uh, when things are not going, and sometimes it's not sometimes, but most of the time it uh, affects our ability to move forward from a uh, business standpoint so you explained that very very mm -hmm. well and I hope everyone that was listening uh, really took heed I know I was making notes as you uh, spoke and really appreciate uh, your your delivery and and Tanya really appreciate uh, the show as as always well, and actually let me just uh, add one more thing if you go to the home page of com, we actually did a whole audio series for authors 
and one of them is um, how to develop a product line. One of the major problems as to why people have such difficulty getting loans is because they may only have one book or two books that they're trying to repay a loan with. But uh, I've taken one book and turned it into over 500 other products and services. So obviously, if you become more like a company where you have different lines of income, it's going to make it easier for you to repay a loan. So that's also going to make you uh, a higher value in the eyes of the, the bank. So that's something else to take a look at. Yeah. And it's on the homepage of BarronSeries.com. Well, thank you, Mr. Patterson and Tanya. I will just uh, continue to listen and thank listen to you. your fine program. Thank you so much, Greg. I'm going to mute you out. Continue to listen. Okay? Okay. Wow. William Patterson, you have blessed us. And I have about two pages of notes from you, man. And we're going to have you back in our in our Great. Women's uh, Business Month segment. And, uh, so I'm going to send you that tonight so you can put it on your calendar. My pleasure, definitely. But any last, we have run out of time, uh, any last uh, words of wisdom when it comes to trying to uh, get our money uh, fit and build wealth and, and change those mindsets? Absolutely. I'll make two brief points. Number one is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are certainly uh, – People uh, such as myself, other great coaches such as Tanya, who have come up with some great strategies and programs that can help you achieve your goals up to, I'd say, four times faster than trying to do it on your own. So you definitely want to make sure that you do get a coach or, or some help in whatever aspect of life you're trying to improve. The other thing is from a financial perspective, you want to focus on increasing your income, not trying to cut costs. That's a big mistake that many people make in a recession, they sit back and try to reduce expenses and cut costs as opposed to focusing on strategies that can increase your income. That's the major thing and an important way that a coach or an advisor can help you. Yes, I'm very much. I tell everybody, you better have two, three side hustles uh, coming right. in. Uh, stop giving away your talents. They want you to cook every Sunday. You need to put a price on that because right. anywhere they're going to go, they're going to have to pay that. So why not generate income for yourself uh, through other uh, gifts and talents that you have? Doria, do you have anything else for this magnificent man who has blown my mind and made me change my way of thinking about wealth? Absolutely. I mean, I just have to echo everything that you've already said. Mr. Patterson, you are incredible. <laughs> I don't give that title out lightly, but Thank you so I am much. very empowered by what you have shared. I think that, you know, the, the callers, the listeners, those who will check this out in the archives will be blessed and their pockets will be blessed as a result of just making a couple small switches in their mindset and their way of looking at things and, and learning how to become creative. Yeah. So I love what you talked about, about the sponsorship, and that's something that I share with my coaching clients as well. You know, there are ways to get money without having to lend, to borrow it from the bank, and I love the, to hear that other people – have that same philosophy of the whole sponsorship program, and I think that's amazing. And I hope that everyone, just like Tanya, myself, and Greg, we're taking copious notes and have mm-hmm. lots of information that they'll be able to go back and um, act on to make the changes necessary within their financial mindset and within the, the mindset of and the fiscal abilities of their company. So, I, again, I just thank you so much for imparting a little bit of your magnanimous wisdom yeah. with us this evening. My pleasure. Happy to be with you. Thank you. Give out your information one more time, William, before we depart. Sure. You can go to the website, which is barronseries.com, B-A-R-O-N, 
S-E-R-I-E-S.com. You can also call toll-free 888-90-BARON. That's 888-90-B-A-R-O-N. And we're giving away more than $500 in free audios on the homepage of the website, so definitely make sure you do check that out. Check it out. People are giving away stuff. So if you don't take advantage of free stuff that will bless you, then I don't know. You must not want to change. But, William, I will follow up with you. I'm going to have you back on the show probably multiple times. Uh, okay. And please go visit BearingSeries.com. They have a wealth of seminars, too. We didn't get into that and uh, workshops uh, that you may be interested in. Thank you so much, William. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. You have a great night. Thank you. Too. Thank you. Danielle, this has been phenomenal. My cup is so full, Tanya, I have to I tell you. It. I'm going to be physically and fiscally fit at 09, uh, my 23-month campaign. Uh, That's right. Uh, and it's, it's the, I think the most important thing that I'm getting from this is that it's easier than we thought. Yes. I think that, you know, as people in general, we see people like Mr. Patterson and yes. we make all of these assumptions that he must have done this and this and this, but his concept and what he does and what he's teaching people to do is so simplistic. Yes. We just we want to complicate everything, and he just breaks it down to that finite detail but makes it such that the average Joe, the average American, will be able to benefit from just listening to the wisdom that he spouts. And, you know, I'm on, I'm on his website right now, and I am extremely impressed. Yes. I don't even know where to start you, first. You, There's so you much. You thank money when you go to that website. at me, and it's, <laughs> It's so well done. I mean, just kudos to William Patterson, and we really appreciate him and just want to continue to wish him uh, great success for his speaking, his authorship, and all of his business advice advice and site development and everything that he's doing. It's definitely a blessing. The thing that I really liked is about the multiple streams of income. Oh, yeah, definitely. Still living in a day, I got this one good job, and that's enough. No. Mm -hmm. I've learned from my parents. Companies are fickle. There's That's no right. more safe job. Well, the only way to have job security is to work for yourself. When you're someone else to feed your family or to put a roof over your head, you are in trouble. And so you do have to become, like I, I tell everyone, I'm a hustler. You have to become a hustler. Today I'm hustling. Rick Ross right. And I believe it. But it's a mindset, and we're into our last um, guest for tonight. He's just going to bring it on home, Darnell. All right. I'm excited. Subscriber, also uh, his name is Devin Robinson. He is a college professor, popular columnist, and a sought-after speaker. Uh, I believe from Atlanta, Georgia. He's going to clarify that. But he has a fascinating story. Um, I want to read just a little bit. By the age of 17, he had been arrested five times and faced three felonies. Devin was expelled from high school in his senior year and a victim of a near-death. Uh, police brutality. He experienced the murder of his best friend and stood by while several others were sentenced to prison, one sentence for life. Mm-hmm. But in all of the change, that's why he has this great book about changing your mind, uh, now he is uh, featured in Ebony, uh, has been on the Michael Bazin radio show, Al Sharpton has published, and this is what gets me, he's going to be my coach, my writing coach. He has published five books, Daria. Can you believe it? Five. Five books. Awesome. Five books, and he has donated uh, uh, a great number of them to uh, our listeners. If you go to TanyaWhite.com, rate the show, 
you uh, will get one of these. But let me welcome him to Real Talk with Tanya White, Mr. Devin Robinson. I'm going to call him doctor because I know he's pursuing his Ph.D. Hello, Devin Robinson. How are you? Hello. How are you? Y'all talking about me? Yes, man. So fascinating. Is that me? I do. (laughs) It's surreal when I hear it. You know, when you live it, it's different. When you hear it, it's like surreal. It is. You are the man with a plan, and you putting it in action. Tell us who you yeah. are. Tell us in your own words who you are. Well, you, you know, I'm, I'm a regular guy, regular guy who's been through uh, similar problems that many of us face, the challenges personally, professionally, uh, socially, and I just found ways to come out of it and, and pull myself up uh, by my bootstraps, uh, per se, and and really use my mind to change my environment, change my atmosphere, change my destiny, and get to the places where I wanted to be. And uh, that's really who I am. I, I wanted to be a college professor. I did that. I wanted to uh, sell tens of thousands of books. I've done that and uh, many other things that I've accomplished. So that's basically in a nutshell who I am. Wow. You're doing it. I'm going, I'm, man, I saw five books. I said, woo, I'm just on the <laughs> I'm going to release my third one, though, but, you know, I know how it, it you have to be focused and dedicated to write good books. Let me say that. Good quality books. Cause oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they write a book and uh, call it a book. But quality books, these books, his books make you think and make you want to say, I need to go back to college right now so I can uh, – <laughs> get what he's getting from. But we have had a fantastic show. We're trying to get physically and fiscally fit. And like we said throughout the show, Devin, it's all a mindset. You can have yeah, a plan, absolutely. You can get everything in line, but if you don't change your mind, you're just going to stay stuck. And so that is what you're going to help us with, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I always say you have to be serious about change if you expect change to be serious. Mm. So you, you have to use your mind in order to captivate the necessary changes in your life. And that, that has to do with physical wealth, fiscal wealth, uh, and, and different areas of your life. It starts with the mind and what you believe. Exactly it. Exactly it. Danielle is my co-host. Do you have any questions you'd like to ask Mr. David? I mean, I've got a million questions, but I'll start. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> start with one. I, I believe, Devin, that the primary reason why people choose to remain the same is because they really feel powerless. And I'm not sure where I heard it first, but I heard that, you know, unless the pain of discipline becomes greater than the pain of regret, you'll never change. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, because people feel powerless, they are frequently anxious, they become impatient, and they start to make those unreasonable and those counterproductive choices in every area of their life. And what I really want to hear from you, based on your experience and the power that I can already sense from hearing your voice is, what tips can you identify? If you could just give me three things that will help a person to go from being powerless to becoming powerful, what would those three things be? Well, I'll just sum it up by saying this. Read, heed, and succeed. Read, heed, and succeed. Everything okay. that you want to know about life is in a book, in an article in a journal, anything you want to do, any goal you want to accomplish, you can find that because when you look at success, when we look at the things around us, everything around us started as a concept. Mm-hmm. And the people that had those concepts, they decided to share it with the world. And many right. times you can find those concepts in books. 
I mean, uh, people who run Fortune 500 companies, people who run their own businesses, uh, successful entrepreneurs. There are many books out there that you can start with. You don't have to have uh, college uh, scholarships or, or tuitions paid in order to, to be a, a scholar. You know, that's just being an institutional scholar. But you can be a right. scholar in your own right by just going to the library. So that's the first thing I would say you want to start by reading. And then you want to heed. You want to heed. You want to, you want to believe in what you read and go ahead and take action. Okay. Once you take action, everything else will follow. The success and all the dreams and everything else will follow once you begin to pursue those dreams. Okay. Very good. I, I think that's a, a great way to sum it up. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. Yeah. Read and, and see, I, I'm a reader. I'm sure you are because you've written five books, so you've got to read. And look, yeah, and I got three more done. <laughs> see? What about three more? I'm going to call you, Devin. You, you're going to be my book publishing coach. So I <laughs> get on the ball because I have about six in me. But yeah, let's get it out. Let's get it out of you. <laughs> I'm going to get it out because 2009 is my time to rise and shine. But I want to talk yeah. about this book, Changing Your Mind, One Degree at a Time, and mm-hmm. that you blessed our listeners with. And I'm trying to uh, really uh, struggling with letting this go because this is some good stuff up in here. I'm going to have to get my own. But let's talk about um, one of the theories that you have in this book called the change of course matrix. Yes. Change of course makes go to his site, DevinRobinson dot com. You can see it. But can you give us some little nuggets? I know we're gonna run out of time and we're gonna have you back uh real, real soon, give you a whole hour. But uh, talk about your change of course matrix. The change of course matrix. Now this is my blueprint. I don't say that on my website or anything, but this is actually my blueprint, my personal blueprint on what I did in life. Wow. Uh I got tired of living a mediocre lifestyle. Uh, like you briefly said uh, at the beginning of my segment, I got tired of seeing my friends got arrested, friends get, getting killed, and I was living uh, part of that element. And I started to realize that the results that I was producing was very unproductive. Mm-hmm. So I, what I did was I charted my own path, and I took these seven steps. That's outlining changing your mind one degree at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did the social, the intellectual, developmental, cultural, relational, financial, economical. Uh, I took these steps. And at the end of my uh, journey, which took 180 days, and wow. that's, that's part of the book, uh, it, took, it took me six months to really uh, look at my life in introspect and de- decided to change course. Mm-hmm. And it took 180 days. And what I, in the book, as I stated, you will turn one degree per day as you read the book. And at the end of it, you'll be going 180 degrees away wow. from your original path. So that's really how the book uh, uh, emulates the change of course matrix. If you look at the matrix, it's actually a compass. Mm-hmm. And it starts with you facing zero degrees, and at the end of the seven steps, you'll be going opposite, 180 degrees, and you would have changed your mind one degree at a time. Wow. So yeah. that's how the, the, the chart goes with the book, and there's actually a workbook and a program that's in schools yeah. uh, that they're actually this, working. Right? Yeah, yeah, there is. And and if you are listening to Real Talk with Tanya White, Devin has sent one lucky listener who writes Tanya, Real Talk with Tanya White, you have to go to TanyaWhite.com. We will send this to you. I promise I will, and I'll get my own. But this (laughs) is some good stuff up in here. If you really want to rise and shine, become fiscally and physically fit. 
we're going to have you back to talk about this in depth, but you have some other books that I know our listeners, we're in a, a time of change. That's what we are, and changing from the White House to individual house, the whole family structure is changing. you got a book, Raising a Rebel Son, What's Really Wrong with Him and How to Tackle It. Can yes. Tell us about this book, the inspiration, uh, and everything. Because I'm a teacher, and I see I see our young boys, black, white, Asian, who are mm-hmm. very rebellious. Uh, and when I talk to parents, I can immediately see why they're rebellious. But I want you to give us your insight about, from, from your book. Yeah, that book is actually a loose autobiography. Of- okay. Okay. Hello? I'm here. Devin? Devin got cut off. He's going to have to call us back. Well, let me just tell you, Tanya, I'm on his website right now, and I'm yes. looking at his um, inspirational T-shirts, and I'm over here getting ex- inspired and excited. Inspired. One of them says, negative people make news, but positive people make history. Yes. A Barack and then Obama. Else, we also got, um, if nothing changes, then nothing changes. That's it. And then one last one that really hit me was the energy it takes to find an excuse is the same energy it takes to find a solution. That's it. And he's back, so we're going to okay, take him on. I am sorry. What happened? I guess we got dropped. No, you you must give us some good uh, nuggets of wisdom. At all. <laughs> Come on, That's, the That's the devil. That's the devil working on this. <laughs> Come on, Devin. Tell us about raising a rebellious uh, yeah. rebel Re- son. Raising a rebel son. Let me me just tell you on the on the cover, Rebel the Bee has the handcuffs. I like. I'm I'm a visual person. I like this cover too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Thank you. The Rebel Son is based on how young boys see themselves, and it's a loose autobiography of myself and how I saw myself. I saw myself as invincible, and the element of those that were around me. Unfortunately, the, the the older males that were around me or want to be gangsters, want to be thugs, doing uh, many of the wrong things and being a, a, a nuisance to society. So that's how I saw myself. I saw myself as a reflection of what they were teaching me or showing me. So what we find in the community is the same situation with many of our young men. When I travel the country and I speak to the thousands of young men that I speak to every year, I find the same universal problem. It's how they see themselves. Mm-hmm. Dads are not in the home. Uh, they, they, they don't feel uh, uh, confident about themselves. They don't feel uh, strong about themselves. So they start to behave uh, rebellious, and that, that re- rebellious behavior is really a reaction. It's not an action. It's a reaction to mm-hmm. some of the things that are happening around them. So I provide uh, many solutions in the book for single moms. That's exactly who I'm speaking to, directly to the single moms, revealing many of the warning signs and the secrets to, to counteracting a rebel son. Yes, and there is a difference uh, in uh, mothers raising sons. Uh, there's a distinct difference. Uh, as a teacher, I see it so much because mothers let sometimes pacify their sons, but they raise their daughters. They're very strict on their daughters, but they kind of pacify their sons. Do you have a theories behind that? I know I have some theories behind that, but uh, while single mothers pacify their sons uh, instead of well, it, it, raising them. It, it, yeah, the, the, the emotions, uh, maybe the, the loss of their their dads. Uh, they're trying to preserve their 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 uh, their confidence or their esteem, their ego. So they go a, a a lot easier on the young males. 
mm-hmm. which is, is a bad thing to do. You want to push them. You want them to be productive. You want to challenge them, to, uh, you know, to grow up to be productive males in our society. And that's what we find. I mean, the statistics in one of my books, uh, Blacks from the Plantation to the Prison, I reveal one of the alarming statistics. In 2005, the, the, the black inmate male population was serving 15 million years in prison. Mm. 15 million years. So, you, 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 you know, sometimes we tend to look at the 400 years behind, but we forget about the 15 million years in front of us. That's now lost. Yes. And now we have 15 million years of lost leadership, lost stability, lost security in our communities, and then we have young males that are coming up uh, without guidance, without authority, and, and we're producing a young, rebellious nature in them. Yes, and, and, and the education system is pacifying, too, with uh, I'm a teacher, special ed, and uh, they're quick to say, oh, he has a learning behavior dis- disability or emotional behavior, and really most of the time that's not the case. Because Miss White tells him straight up, mano y mano. <laughs> this, is not, this is not real world. I don't care what they tell you. But when you leave these doors and you have to fool, there's not going to be a plan for you to uh, go to cool off five minutes, go to isolation. So you <laughs> oh, yeah. experience the consequences, and you need to start now in these four walls acting like you got some sense. Because yeah, we got to teach them real world. Police, yeah, the police don't care. Mm-hmm. Real world situations is what we yeah. got to teach them. Yes, yes. So raising a rebellious, a rebel son, blacks from the plantation. I'm a history buff. Damn, I have to get all your books for myself. It's going to be a <laughs> spring, spring break reading list. But, Darnell, do you have any questions for Devin? Um, I, I, again, I, I just, I'm really empowered. I'm, I'm looking through your site, and I'm seeing some of the things that you're doing. And like you said, Tanya, it's, it's really powerful what he's doing for youth and being yes. able to go in there and teach them and empower them to turn from becoming a victim or getting caught up in the system, but actually becoming victorious. So I, I just want to commend you on what you've done. I mean, your books, your we were reading some of your T-shirts while we were waiting for you to get back online, and I'm just excited. I mean, what's next for you? What what else do you have going on? You got any? I know you said you got three more books coming. Are you at liberty to share a little bit about them? Any seminars? Yeah, we- anything that you're doing? Books, uh, I know my schedule is pretty much filling up for the rest of the year. I think i got about 27 schools I'm speaking to next month in February. Wow. And uh, the books, just continuing to push the book. Blacks from Plantation to the Prison is a very important book that I'm really trying to get out there. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get that into the hands of 100,000 inmates. 100,000 wow. inmates, that would be about 10% of our inmate population. And really that's my goal, my agenda. I've been doing a lot of work with our Reverend Al Sharpton, uh, getting in with his organization. He has me doing some things with them as well in the Southeast region. And that's really what my agenda looks like for this year, just continuing to uh, help people and show them that there's a way out just by changing your mind one degree at a time. Changing. Right. Uh, we have a caller from Cleveland. Let's click them on, Devin. Uh, hello, welcome to Real Talk. Thank you for calling Cleveland. Hello, how you doing? All right, how are you? Yeah, this TC, I'm just listening in, actually. Hey, TC, <laughs> the man who makes me sound like a star. <laughs> Do you have any questions or comments for Devin? He has some awesome books. Okay, you, you know, I'm just on your show. You might need to book him for your show. Well, we're taking it. I'm going to continue to listen because I'm, okay. I'm out in the, away from my computer right now, so I'm out oh, of the okay. box. I just want... Well, thanks uh, for calling. I'm going to mute you out, okay, TC? 
No problem. Thanks. Okay. All right. So, Devin, your book is a uh, your schedule is filling up. Um, yeah. Have, let me have one one more question because our time has gone. But you also have on your website the levels of indulgence, uh, and this has to deal with people, uh, how we uh, live our lives. Can you explain that and how these yes. affect the productivity in our lives? Yes. The level of indulgence is uh, is basically doing an inventory on yourself. See, the level of indulgence theory shows that we indulge ourselves in many, many different activities and events in our lives. And if you look at the barometer, we will be able to take a measurement of what what activities that we really participate in at what level. Mm -hmm. And if we we take a look at that, we can see that some of our activities are unproductive or not uh, not progressive enough for us or not leading, leading us towards our goals. So that shows, you know, the, the five different levels, uh, and it shows uh, the different levels in categories as far as intensity. Mm-hmm. And that's what the level of indulgence shows you, uh, how we indulge in the different activities of our lives. But that really to get into detail or get in depth with that, that's a workshop theory that I, that okay. I teach. It's a workshop. So give us your contact information for those who need to book you and book you soon. Uh-huh for some of these awesome workshops uh, that you have? Well, you can go to my work, my website, www.devinrobinson.com, D-E-V-I-N, Robinson.com, uh, or you can call uh, 1-866-892-5126. Uh, there's someone standing by Monday through Friday. Or you can call 770-896-7582. Okay. Book him, get one of his books, visit his site. Devin, before you go, give us some words of wisdom for this new year, this new time. 09 is a, is a unique year for every single person. But uh, we can let the newness pass by if we don't do some very important things. So share with us some of your words of wisdom that I know that you have. <laughs> that you know that I have. Well, yeah. I, would say, I would say a few things. We've got to remember negative people make the news, positive people make history. Mm-hmm. Our behaviors are basically what our destiny becomes. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I also want to remember. Hey, I'm trying to write, Devin, our behaviors <laughs> are what now? I mean, I can keep going. If you tell me to keep going, you know, I'm going to just keep going. So you've got to shut our, me up sometimes. What is, our, our behaviors are what now? Negative people make the news. Yes. Positive people make history. Okay. Our behaviors become our destiny. Become our destiny. Bad decisions, they're just like credit cards. You get to use them now, but we pay for them later. Yes. So we got to really use our minds in order to get to the level that we really want to be. Use our minds. Donya, you have anything before we let this phenomenal man? I'm going to need you to write some things or send us some things for Tanya's tips, Devin, on your book. I'm going I'm to email you on that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, you need to be a, a featured guest writer. Don't well, ab- I'll, absolutely. Just let me know. I thank you for even having me on your show. Oh man, I'm gonna have you back uh, pretty soon. I'm going. I'm going to get my spot on your schedule. <laughs> well, you have VIP spot. You just let us know. We'll fill you in wherever. Oh, I'll bump goodness. someone else off the schedule. See, All right, Tanya. Listen. I'm gonna take you got you it like I that. Like being, I like being VIP. 
Yeah, you VIP. You don't stand in line. You got bumped them off the schedule for you. Hey, hey, I, I, you know, my parents spoil me like that. So I'm used to <laughs> I like it when people give it to me. Don't you, you have anything for Devin? Again, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited that Tanya asked me to co-host this show and I get to hear you live. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, if, if I can call you Dutchy. Like I see. <laughs> uh oh, you must have did some heavy reading. Seven, I'm, I'm all up in your business, but oh, you must have did some heavy reading. Where did that come from? <laughs> I am thoroughly excited about what you're doing, and I wish you continued success. And the 27 schools that are going to get to hear from you next month are going to be thoroughly blessed and enriched because you have passion well, you. out of this world. And you know, here I am again saying you are incredible. Yes. Thank you. And I'm just pleased to make your acquaintance. I'm honored to be on this show. I'm honored for you to be saying those words about me. Thank you very much. Man, I'm, I thank you, Devin, for even agreeing. I'm going to have you back on this show. Uh, I'm going, Like I said, I'm going to send you some dates right now. But thank you so much. I'm going to follow up with, uh, with you, and you have a phenomenal year. And I'm, I'm going to call you about this Tanya's Tips uh, article, too. Absolutely. Keep, right. Just keep in touch. All right, then. You have a great night. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks again. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Woo, Danielle, this has been phenomenal. It has been. It definitely has been. And thank you so much for extending the opportunity because this has truly been my pleasure. Girl, thank you for agreeing. We're trying to get everything right and tight, not only our money and our bodies, but just our minds because Mind that's where it silly. starts. Woo, I, I'm just, like I said, I got tons of notes, tons of notes. For yes, this so give out your information, uh, uh, Danielle, and then I'm going to wrap up the show. Uh, tell them what Absolutely. We have Again, Danielle, representing Incredible One Enterprises. We're a full-service empowerment and motivational firm. We specialize in keynotes, seminars, and workshops, and coaching designed to define the incredible you. The Incredible You is not about the size of your house car or paycheck. It is about the size of your mind. And we believe that expansion creates exposure. Once you've expanded your mind, just like Devin was talking about, you will put yourself in a position to be exposed to those things that you want to have in your life. We can be reached online at www.incredibleoneenterprises.com, and the one is spelled out, or toll-free nationwide at 888 888- Eight zero one five seven nine four. And if you are looking to be empowered and you need an incredible speaker, then Darnell, we will make it an incredible event. I promise you that. I know that's right. I know that's right. Darnell, are you, you have a show coming up? Do you, can you tell us some some more about your show? Yes, uh, it's going to launch uh, second quarter. So April will be our first month of an incredible moment with Danielle, and our goal is really to do this, the similar things in what you're, as what you are doing, Tanya, and just highlight incredible people, to hear real stories from real people, and to put the, the unsung heroes, so to speak, on blast. Yes. There are so many people that are out there doing incredible, amazing things, but there are so many people that don't know about that. And we really just want to highlight success, and we want to continue to empower and expand people's minds and um, using the radio show as an opportunity to do that, we are going to just put it on blast. And if you want to be featured, definitely go to our website, send us an email, and we will get in touch with you from my offices 
so that we can have you on the show. And, of course, you know, we will definitely have Tanya coming to return the favor once we get up and running. But because of my schedule for this first quarter, I'm just too busy. I couldn't kick it off. And I'm very grateful to be that busy, but we are definitely going to get it started in the second quarter. So April can definitely look for an incredible moment with Darnielle right here on Blog Talk Radio. And it's going to be incredible. It's all about timing, Darnielle. And I say that from experience. I've done a lot of blog talk in the last year and a half, but I did research for about six months Mm -hmm. uh, before uh, because I knew I wanted to do radio. Right. I researched uh, six months and tried to, you know, really uh, tailor and and hone my show to to the show I know that I wanted to give and deliver and uh, so that I can be me and empower others. So it's all about timing, and when the incredible moment comes, oh, Blog Talk is just going to experience incredible uh, motivation and success because you you did it at the right time and came on at the right season. So check her out in April. Uh, well, anytime you want to co-host and just get your co-hosting, your hosting chops together, like a, you don't need it, but uh, <laughs> feel free. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're too kind. Real Tanya White, Real Talk with Tanya White will welcome you back anytime. And so thank you so much for taking time. I'm going to just uh, mute you out for a minute, and, and then I'm going to wrap up the show. All right, Sam. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We were talking about becoming fiscally and physically fit. Uh, we had Larry Jackson, fitness uh, and trainer from Louisville, Kentucky, 3D Fitness. Uh, 3D stands for Discipline, Dedication, and Direction. Um, visit him at 3D-Fitness.com. We also had William Patterson, who broke us off some fantastic uh, money and wealth tips about what's really going on in the economy and in our minds about money. So visit him at TheBaronSeries.com. And then you just heard Devin Robinson. All of these men are going to be back. But Devin Robinson, if you're going to be fiscally or physically fit, he just told us it begins with the mind. Thank you again for tuning in to Real Talk with Tanya White. Again, please visit us at TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is spelled T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color, dot com. Sign up for Tanya's Tips newsletter this month. Uh, in the spirit of our new president uh, and his call to service, we are giving away three coaching packages for those who read today's issue called, called It's a New Day and share their experiences about the inauguration, what it means to them. Good or bad, we want to hear from you. So go visit TanyaWhite.com and uh, send us your stories on uh, our contact page. If your story is uh, uh, chosen, you will receive a coaching package from me, myself, and I, and we will help you to become your absolute very best. We also have some great product on sale, again, in the spirit of 2009 Uh, We have a 25-minute coaching, one time only, for $20.09. That ends uh, Friday the uh, the 30th. Uh, So get that. Visit TanyaWhite.com. If you don't know much about coaching but you want to be your best and want to find out what coaching is, this is a good way to do that. Also, we're giving away a coaching package from one of our sponsors, Cheryl and Vaughn, in February. Again, but you have to rate the show. We'll talk with Tanya White. Visit TanyaWhite.com at the contact page. Um, thank everyone for listening and showing up. Those in the chat, no antics. Enoch speaks. The Deacon talks. Uh, Tamisha Ingram guests. Join me also tonight at nine o'clock on Spike Spielberg's show. 
uh, Spike Spielberg uh, on Block Talk. I forgot to exchange that quick. But if you go to Blog Talk and uh, search him, Spike Spielberg, that'll give you the exchange. We're going to be talking about my new book, Relationship Rerun. Um, he is loving that book. I love it when men give me some positive feedback. Uh, but it's all about relationships. And I believe I have my own Tanya philosophy. Anything that uh, you want to achieve in life and you don't, it's not about that you're not ready. It's about the relationships that you have connected yourself to because people we're connected to can either hold us back or move us forward. So join us tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Spike Spielberg, uh, live from the director's chair. Uh, Please visit TanyaWhite.com. Join us next week. Next week is the last Thursday in January. I cannot believe it. Uh, Time has flown by. We have uh, been committed to jump-starting your January, trying to get you fixed and focused and uh, on your goals. And next week... I'm going to do a special show highlighting some movers and shakers from my city of Louisville, Kentucky. I meet a lot of people, and they say, I've never heard anybody from Louisville. I've never met anybody from Louisville. But we have some phenomenal people, national celebrities and local and regional celebrities. You might not have known that uh, Tom Cruise is from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Nicole Schwarzinger from the Pussycat Dolls grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, Uh, Static Major, hip-hop uh, producer who produced Lil Wayne's Lollipop. He uh, grew up in Louisville. He has uh, since passed away. But also from the Boston, Boston Celtics, Ron, Rondo, Rajay Rondo, is from Louisville, Kentucky. So we have a lot of great people from Louisville, Kentucky, and we're going to highlight them every fifth Thursday beginning next week uh, and those months that have fifth Thursday. Next week we have Ratanya Willis-Freeman. Kentucky's first black, Mrs. Kentucky. Last year was a a year first for many African Americans. I know her personally. We went to church. She's going to grace our show. Um, Everett Morton, Michelle Yeager, uh, Julia Royston, and a lot of surprises. So join us next week to see who really is moving and shaking in Louisville, and uh, and maybe you can have them on your show. Uh, So before we close out and play my song of the week, It's a New Day. I just want to close out and remind you that it is a new day in the nation, in the country, in the world. Uh, Don't let it pass you by. It's not about one race. It's not about one man, but it's about a new transition of power, a new spirit of renewal and hope and faith that you can be exactly what you want to be. It's a spirit of newness, a new mindset, new social uh, order, a new uh, social influence, new health, a new way of thinking about money. Go with the newness. Don't go back. Only move forward. Uh, As always, I am your host, Tanya White. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk with Tanya White. And keep your life strictly rated R. Rated R meaning keep it relevant, keep it refreshing, and most importantly, keep it real, y'all. Good night. I love y'all. Talk to y'all next week.
kept running. Songs of freedom kept humming. Channeling Harriet Tubman, Kennedy, Lincoln, and King. We gotta manifest that dream. It feels like we're swimming upstream. It feels like we're stuck in between. A rock and a hard place. We've been through the heartache and lived through the darkest days. If you had not made it this far, well, then hey, we can make it all the way. And they said, no, we can't. And we said, yes, we can. Remember, it's you and me together. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.